Hey there, podcast listener. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where each and every week, the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader and investor. For more information, products, services, and detailed show notes, including a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the news and media tab in the navigation. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Talking Wealth. This is Janine Cox, Senior Analyst at Wealth Within. Now, what spurred me to talk about self-managed super was the article written in our e-news by Dale Gillum. By the way, if you haven't or you don't currently receive the e-news, you're welcome to contact us and we're happy to send it to you. We talk about topical issues and we also do a market wrap every fortnight. Now, what's come up recently in the news, and this is what uh, Dale talked about, is that um, banks are actually after the hold that the industry funds seem to have over superannuation or Um, being the default funds for uh, the industry. Retail funds, or the big banks particularly, are arguing that this part of the market should be opened up to all funds to compete and that the end result could be that this this means lower fees for members. You might be questioning, well, why don't they just lower their fees or do something different to attract more business into their retail funds or get better results? I'll leave that question with you. (laughs) I'll leave you to think about that one. I just remember that the industry are the ones who are driving for change. It's not the super fund members that I can see. And as Dale talked about in his article, a lot of people actually don't want to choose the fund. They, they just allow the default fund um, to become their super fund because it can be quite complex making a decision about what fund to put your money into. What's happened over this time is that we've seen a lot of people, the ones that do want to make the choices, have expressed this by moving to self-managed super funds. And in fact, the number of self-managed super funds have doubled since around 2004. So that shows this big wave of people who have just moved straight out of the the funds, industry funds as well, but a lot of that would have come from uh, the retail funds. And they've moved into self-managed super funds where they can have more control over their investments, where the money goes, so that they can have control over where their money goes. Now, currently around $600 billion um, is invested in self-managed super funds and it's growing every year. I think in the last 12 months, this um, the amount of the number of super funds rose by about 5% and they're expecting that to continue. There are actually 550,000 self-managed super funds and 1 million members versus um, a total of $12 trillion in the super fund industry or the total assets um, under under management. It's 30-odd percent um, of the super fund money that's currently sitting in self-managed super funds. Retail sector, they've got around 26% of the market. Industry funds have around 21%. And then we've got public service at around 10 and other smaller segments make up the rest. So the retail sector have a sizable share uh, already in the marketplace. But as you can see, self-managed super funds have made a significant dent into the market. And it's interesting to see the breakdown of the the amount of money that are in particular self-managed super funds. And I thought you might like to hear about it. Now, 22% of fund balances have less than 200,000 in them. 48% have 200 to a million invested 
and the rest um, is a million and above. There's a very small percentage that have um, over five million dollars. So I think it's about two, two point two percent or something. Now ASIC um, have issued a statement saying that the minimum balance, that, or their view is that the minimum balance is to be around two hundred thousand. Now I don't think this has been legislated, but this is in order to be competitive with an APRA registered fund. This is taking into account, I guess, all the fees and, and things that are involved in running a self-managed super fund. Now, they've put out a document uh, thinking about self-managed super, and I thought you may be interested in reading it. The reference number is, um, I think it's NAT72579-03.20. That's NAT27579-03.20. So that's thinking about self-managed super. Now, up to, you can have up to four members into a self-managed super fund. So even if you don't have um, a lot of money yourself in super currently, it may be possible that you can set up a self-managed super fund with other members. So that's something to look into. We can help you if, you, if you've got any questions. You're welcome to uh, uh, ring and make an appointment with Colin Owens. He'll explain um, the ins and outs of self-managed super fund. He can't actually give you personal financial advice, but I know that um, with his many years in the industry, you'll get a lot of insight from what he's got to say. Now, what is also being said is that companies out there offering very cheap audit fees, because I know that people are always looking to pay lower fees. What is being said at the moment is beware because the audit fees that, that are lower than this or much lower than this, so I don't know that... There are some people out in the industry or some companies in the industry that may be offering the audit fees only a couple of hundred dollars. Now, this could bring your fund under the scrutiny of the regulator. So this could bring the trustees, rather, um, under the scrutiny of the regulator. So something to keep an eye out. Now, an audit is a very important process because this is where they check um, all the accounting and whether the trustees are meeting their responsibilities. So not something that you want to take lightly at the moment. You may want to inquire more about setting up your self-managed super fund if you've been thinking about doing it. It's always good to know and have that background knowledge there, even if you're not quite ready to go into it yet. Um, once you've got that information there, then you can set yourself a goal as to what you want to um, achieve or how much, uh, how long it's going to You can work out, actually, how long it's going to take you to save um, No. And once you've got that um, information, then you can actually... Now set yourself a goal for your self-managed super fund and once you reach that goal then you might decide to set up your own fund or you might decide with a partner to go into it together and do it that way. We'll just have to keep an eye out and watch the retail banks and the moves they make and uh, what the politicians decide to do and whether they choose to, to change the way that um, super money is paid into default funds and whether this is opened up to the retail market. Have a great week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. For more information, products and services, and detailed show notes with a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the news and media tab in the navigation.